Peering into the narrow room, expanding your spirit and mind. I'm Adele Levine, intuitive and medium. And let's step into the narrow room. Welcome to the narrow room, expanding your spirit and mind. Stepping into the narrow room with me today is Jenny DeVoe of Dynasty Electric. Jenny is a wonderful musician, has a wide knowledge of expertise in crystals. She's combined her knowledge for crystals with her musical talents. Using crystal bowls, she conducts beautiful and very popular crystal baths, the only one I've ever loved. Welcome, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adela. And I just have to say, I have been so looking forward to speaking with you in this format and sharing our knowledge and, and bouncing ideas back and forth. I'm a super big fan of what you're putting out there to everyone, how much compassion and love and light and connectivity you have on um, the different things you're doing on different platforms. And also, I wanted to share with everyone that I will be booking a session with Adela. Um, <laughs> not only has she been wow. an yeah. influence to everyone um, on the public forums, but I've, I've had personal readings with Adela before. And let me tell you guys, it's a game changer. Um, she's really had some extraordinary insights for me, and I'm looking forward to, after this session, booking a reading with Adela. So just sharing wow. that. Wow. Wow. You just like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I know she said, like, I'm going to say some things, and I was like, okay, cool, but let me, like, be the interviewer and everything. Um, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to ping pong this back to Jenny. Jenny, I met um, quite a few few years back now and I did go to her um crystal bowl bath and I've been to those types of events before and I can tell you guys like I'm not someone who just says things because people if you've listened to me and follow me you kind of know everybody knows I'm pretty blunt and I don't just say something I don't mean and honestly, it was the first time I didn't cringe in one of those because people usually pick those up and it like hurts me, like it actually hurts me. And if you guys aren't familiar, we're going to get into it in a minute, but they're crystal bowls and um, Jenny's going to kind of give us a little example today. But um, but I just want to say like it's because she's very she's a, a musician and it made sense. I was like, oh, she gets tones and how tones work and you could feel it. Like I could feel it. Like I was like, it was different experience because I couldn't fly, which I'm used to flying out of my body, but it was more like grounding, but I got to kind of float around. And I really, I really attribute that to her understanding music and understanding tones and vibrations, which we're going to get into all of that. But I want to first ask Jenny, my first question, I ask everybody who comes on here. Um, you know, spirituality is obviously, um, to me, what this podcast is about. And the narrow room is stepping into that room of all of those different things that are existing. It is also kind of expanding that room, which is why I named it Expanding the Spirit and Mind. And I feel like spirituality is such a unique experience and people use it so differently. Jenny is more in the line of an expert at, at many different things in this realm, but she's also a person. So um, I mean, 
you know, she is a person. She's <laughs> <laughs> something she wants to tell us today. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so, um, can you give us your journey and relationship with spirituality? Yes. Well, you know, Adela, we've all been through a, a huge transformation this past year. And I mm -hmm. feel like the path that I've, I've really been on and, and what's come to my awareness a lot over the last year is just really becoming as clear as possible. And you know what I mean is just doing mm -hmm. everything I need to do in my life. And, you know, not just on a meditative level, but also physically, also connections to nature on, on all the different levels of just really trying to clear out anything that is in the way of just me receiving any messages, energy, healing for myself and others. And, you know, being up here in the mountains, surrounded by national forest and nature, I feel like I've really had a nice opportunity to just come face to face with these things, these different thought patterns, or maybe residual emotions that we may hold on to from traumas from, from childhood or even from previous lifetimes or other timelines even. And so really just you know, bringing these things to my awareness and just allowing, you know, forgiveness, compassion, allowing myself to release those things, because that's when, you know, being a practitioner through sound and, and crystals and other healing modalities, the more clear you are for that universal energy that's just coming through, the less work you're doing, the less you're actually doing. And you're just receiving the, these energies for, for people to, to benefit from. Right. That is like a lot of um, the conduit in you and what you are giving to people. But what have, what, uh, how did you get here? Because I know that you're a musician and you have a background in that. So, you know, what was your journey to getting to this, what you're doing for others, you know, in the healing world and and, um, and raising people's vibration and all that sort of things that you do, how did you land here? Well, I've always been interested in music and sound and, and crystals mm -hmm. as well. And right. when I was living in New York City, my partner Seth and I um, were, uh, we had this musical project, Dynasty Electric, our sound healing is still called that. And we would have these we had a, a performance space in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we would have these huge parties, oh, nice. you know, visionary <laughs> events with all of these like artists and amazing thought, uh, you know, uh, credible visionary thinkers and um, visual artists and musicians. And a lot of times people would say to me after, you know, a party or in particular one of my performances, a couple of things. One is that at some point, the whole party would start to feel like an organism. Everyone would feel so connected through um, the music and the art and just the openness because we had people of all different backgrounds and cultures and races and everything all sort of mixed in. And I think this non-judgmental open space created this sort of organism feel where everyone was super ultra connected. And so people would say that a lot. And then oftentimes after we would perform, people would say, wow, that was so transformative. Uh, that performance changed my life. 
And at that time, it was like high energy, more ecstatic electro music. And, and I thought, wow, it's so interesting that people are giving me this comment that literally the vibration of this ecstatic music shifted something in them. And so that's when I first really started to sort of tap into this power of sound and vibration. And then in 2012, uh, Seth and I met this um, energy medicine uh, master who found, found us through a mutual friend. And we started recording her um, music for her sessions with people. So she was in this big wooden yurt with these enormous gongs and all these crystals and crystal bowls and a variety of instruments. And she would use these instruments in her rituals for groups, but also for individuals to help people heal themselves from incurable diseases, rare, you know, rare blood diseases, all different types of cancers, MS. And so through our interaction of recording her media and then starting to record her courses and, and other things, we actually became students for her. Lisa Ishwari Murphy is her name. And so for a few years, um, we studied with her and, and created all of her media. We went to the mountains of North Carolina and spent time there, um, just really diving into this um, sound as a healing modality and also vibrations um, on, on different levels. She used crystals, she used the four elements. And then we <laughs> took a road trip out yeah. here to the West uh -huh. and we were going yeah. to a wedding in Las Vegas and we oh, decided wow. to keep going to Los Angeles. We had, we had gotten rid of all of our stuff except for like our few crystal singing bowls we had and showed up in Los Angeles in 2015 and we couldn't believe how well received and how open people were to the idea of sound healing and sound baths. And of course, since then, it's totally exploded. So, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to give you a little background, is, is there anything else in particular about that story that you want to know more about? Oh, no. Um, I, well, my question is, is just to be clear, because, you know, it's kind of a good point, you know, it, first of all, like healing and spirituality, I don't know if you notice, but crystals and this whole realm that I know Jenny, she's being uh, modest, but she's been, she's been this way. I feel from my look back at a lot of her work, if you go to her YouTube channel and look at songs she's put out, I feel like this has been part of who you are for some time. Um, but it's really exploded and has gotten very popular, as you might have noticed. I don't know if you've noticed, but <laughs> in the past like <laughs> few years, I would say this realm has gotten very popular. And I just wanted to be clear of people who are new and seeking um, when you talk about, because I know when it comes to medical things, especially, you know, that's a delicate subject with these days right now, even um, you're talking about modalities that would assist with not like this is going to just like, don't do anything and just do this like don't do anything scientific only do this or to assist because I feel like there's people I've read for who have had problems with people basically claiming all, all you know these types of things will just heal all and don't pay attention to anything 
you know, in medical science. What's your well, view Well, holistic on that? approach is always the best, right, Adela? You always can approach things from multiple different angles and perspectives. And when you right. bring them all together, and I think the most important component is when you realize you are an active participant in your own healing. When you just go somewhere and, you know, you expect... I'll just get a shot or, you know, someone will give me this medicine and then I'll just get better. And you don't address your own participation in your healing journey and the root cause, then that's really when it's hard to heal. So to me, it's less about what path you choose and more that you're willing to step into it fully and, and open up to your transformation and healing. That, absolutely. I, that's kind of what I wanted you. I wanted to ask you because I, I feel that, you know, somebody who works your, you work in not just the spirit healing, but I feel like a lot of, would you say a lot of your work is also to do with the physical, which is, you know, I've done like healings. I don't really advertise it, but I've done like healings for the spirit and things like that in private. But I feel like when it comes to any kind of healing, being a grounded person about it, which is, um, you know, having those two sides of being open to those vibrations. And like you said, participating in it, but also working along, like, I feel like what you said was perfect. Like they're, they're working together. Although you said it more eloquently. I'm a Capricorn. And so I'm always of this earth, like, mm -hmm. you know, even though uh, I have explorations in ethereal realms and different healing modalities, um, I, you know, I always have this essence of being on the earth and of the earth. And, you know, when I was younger, I always thought, oh, my God, I'm Capricorn. That's so boring. I wish I was like a Pisces or a Scorpio or an Aquarius or something more right, ethereal. Right. But yeah. now that I'm doing more and more healing work, I actually really appreciate my earthy nature because a lot of times I'll, I'll be in sessions and people will say, oh, wow, I went to this, you know, far out place and I connected with these, you know, light beings from the Pleiades or, you know, uh, the fairy beings or a million other things. And then they say, well, where where were you during that? And I say, well, I was, you know, right here grounded in the physical reality and my rootedness to the earth, to the center of the earth, I think is what can allow people the, you know, feeling secure and safe to explore these ethereal realms. So I feel like it really helps balance that out. And it's become a really powerful ally for me instead of something boring, you know? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, that's what I was going to say. I think people like you have such a, you know, such a soothing voice and energy, but people should know, like, she's very, Jenny's very grounded. And um, it's just what, which is why I felt, you know, more uh, in, you know, I felt something more when I went to your, um, you know, when I went to your baths, um, because I feel, I could feel that with her, with you. And I feel like that's very important because you're not floating off. And even though other people can, oh, I did all these things and I, be, you know, met all these things. I would say that you're definitely, your grounded side is probably, would you say that it kind of keeps you from drifting too far down the woo-woo rabbit hole? Because you can have all these woo-woo elements, but you know, Lulu is obviously looked at down upon by a lot of people, but I feel like there's a reason for it because there's people who are kind of like 
selling that feeling, but not really giving the grounding, the ground underneath the feet or teaching people that. I totally, I totally agree, um, Adela. And I think it's also not just beneficial to me in my experience in some ways, but also to people I'm working with. And that's because I believe that integration with the physical realm is one of the most important aspects of, of healing and journeying and all of this stuff with uh, plant music, uh, sorry, plant medicine or, you know, um, delving into past lives or, you know, all these different types of things. If you can't then take the information and use it in this physical reality, this physical embodiment, then it's just something you're accessing sometimes, but it's not necessarily helping you benefit in this reality, helping you grow as a human being and to, you know, really learn what you're here on this plane of reality to learn. So, um, yeah, if you take plant medicine sometimes and, and you really access these insane things and, and wow, you have all of these insights and, and maybe you explore dimensions you never have before, but then you can't integrate that information into this reality. I think people are going back to it. No, that's perfectly put. put. I love it. That's, that's just, yeah, I agree. (laughs) I I, I do. (laughs) I I love that. So my question, um, because you have these two sides, you know, um, we haven't really talked about it, but if you want to give a little background before I ask this next question, because I want people to really know, you know, the different background you come from. So I feel like I'm trying to encourage and show people if you're going to, you know, I always have a saying at the end of my videos, you know, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to your inner voice. And I say it on here and I feel like, but that doesn't mean you don't learn and listen to different things. And you just kind of take what, you know, resonates with you with different people, but it is good to know if people actually have a background in things guys. So that's why I'm trying to show this with, with you today, Jenny. I know that you, um, crystals and music both are vibrational, but how do they uh, vibrate differently or do they, for one? And for two, maybe give people a little background of your knowledge of crystals. We know about your knowledge of music and um, you took us through that. But before you answer this question, which I'm happy to repeat again, um, what is your... um, you know, how did you come to work? I know you came to work through through the, the lady you spoke of, um, but, you know, I know you and I know you've been dealing with crystals for some time. So how did that journey get more in depth and come and how did you arrive? Um, well, you already told us how you arrived, but with the question I asked, like, how do they vibrate differently or do they? Yes. Uh, thank you for the question, Adela. So, I was initiated into the practice of Svaha Yoga, which is sort of a a yoga of sound and vibrations. It's a vibrational energy technique. And this was by master energy practitioner, Lisa Ishwari Murphy, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've worked also uh, in addition to um, a sound healing practitioner as a crystal therapist. I um, took a very intensive course, um, and was accredited by the International Practitioners of Holistic Medicine. I also am certified in color therapy, which I think is very related to the properties of crystals and how we use them. I think it has a lot to do with color. And of course, there's vibration to color. 
Um, and I'll talk about that in a second because that's related to your other question. Um, and then I worked for a while as an energy practitioner and crystal curator for Mystic Journey Crystals in Venice. And I have been now for four years straight hosting a weekly crystal sound bath with crystal singing bowls and also with crystals with my partner, Seth, uh, via Dynasty Electric. I would say my connection to crystals and stones began at a very early age. I was lucky enough to be traveling to volcanic sites and different archaeology sites all over Europe. I was traveling with my father and um, we were always collecting crystals and stones from, from these different sites. So I feel it was really amazing not only to go to a crystal shop and buy something, but to actually go to the sites where um, uh, different crystals and stones were formed and, and created. And um, wow. yeah, so I'd Lucky say it was just from, since I was a, a young <laughs> child. I've heard, you know, there's a lot of people and for people who are listening um, to this, um, I get a lot of people who will contact me and say that their children are just naturally drawn to stones or crystals. Mm. And I know that in other shops that, um, you know, I read at um, early on in, in the, uh, in my career of reading, I would see kids come in and just kind of be more the leader of their parent. Like they were on their own drawn to these stones. Um, so I think, I think that's really interesting, but I feel that you had the fortunate, you know, experience of having someone back that, you know, someone in your life is like helping you, you know, feel good about that. So I feel like, do you feel that your draw was kind of like something was pulling you towards it or did they speak to you in a way or how did you feel like that was happening when you were a kid? Well, it's interesting. One thing I used to say to my father, he, he told me later <laughs> when yeah. I got older is we would be sitting out amongst, um, you know, we'd be in the garden with the plants and the minerals. And I would say mm -hmm. stuff like, why are the plants growing for me? And so wow. it's just sort of an interesting thing for a kid to say he wow. always loved it. And I think what it really was, was um, just always feeling this connection, not just with the mineral kingdom, but really all of nature. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he was just like, oh, yeah, oh, such a funny, but it's not like the usual <laughs> kid conversation, like the, you know what I mean? Or statement. So did he see something in you when you were young? Like there was a connection? I really do feel that. And, you know, I, I would actually like to do more work because I do have some memories of, of these sorts of things when I was a child, but it would be interesting right. to do even more, you know, early childhood memory work to, to fully understand. Cause you know, we forget as we get older, there's so much right. we forget and we're re always remembering. And I just love, you know, when we're, we're young children, we, we really all have this you know, super connection to, to all of nature, I feel. And, and some of it gets forgotten when we get busy with everything in, in, in our lives and in the physical world, just the demands and, and just moving forward. Uh, so it'd be interesting to even more fully remember because who knows, maybe I 
was seeing the crystalline structures on a vibrational level. Maybe I was seeing like the crystal fairies. I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah, right. No, no. I told I I I feel that there's something about kids and the color is definitely interesting. Can you talk about um well, first of all, how can you answer that question? How does crystal and music um, both are vibrational, but how do they vibrate? Do they vibrate differently for you? Do, like when you're um, playing music or singing, does it feel different than when you're, let's say if you're just using instruments versus to when you're using the crystal bowls and crystal glasses and, and working with crystals, do they feel the same or do they feel different to you? Well, you know, it's interesting, Adela, because both crystals and sound are vibrational healers along with um uh, flower essences. So they're working on very subtle energy levels, but sound in addition to that has something that we're perceiving in our normal five senses, you know, mode of hearing. And so uh, there's the vibrational level, but then there's also literally, uh, I'm hearing the sound, you know, and then like I'm making it with my physical body when I'm singing. And so um, they're both working on vibrational levels, but then you have the additional um, sensory level of hearing. And so what I like about that, using the sound in addition to crystals, and then also with crystal bowls, you can literally, you can put a crystal bowl on, on someone's abdomen and play it on them, and then they can feel the vibrations throughout in a physical yeah. way. And right. so I really like using them together because I think it strengthens uh, the faith and receptivity of the vibrational healing when somebody can perceive something with their five senses as well. Not everybody needs that, but I feel like right. a lot of people really benefit from oh, I am having this tangible experience. I am feeling this vibration of the bowl on me. I'm hearing it with my ears. And then, oh, there's this other level, uh, this quantum level, this, you know, um, etheric level that maybe I'm not sensing, um, but I am sensing and it's part of this whole experience. So I feel like it really strengthens the vibrational aspect of it, the subtle yeah. energies. I, I, well, I know, I mean, I, I'm a huge believer in music being such a big part of, I mean, that's what I use when I, when I teach how to people, how to lift out of their body. Mm. I found it really interesting when I did your, um, crystal bowl baths. Am I saying it right? Or what is the proper, is there a proper term? <laughs> I think people use a lot of terms. <laughs> crystal baths. Crystal baths. Is a sound term. baths. Crystal sound bowl baths. healing. There yeah, I go. think all of it's fine. <laughs> I wanted to be specific because I wanted people to picture it. I know that sound bath is like the, is definitely, you're right. That is the, that is the, the legit lingo guys. So, but I wanted you guys to like know exactly what she's doing. So I was kind of literal in my description, but she does use these crystal bowls. And I, um, I, I definitely could feel like my, my, I usually float all the way out, but it felt more grounding. And I have a sense that crystals kind of bring us even though they're vibrational and there's energy running through them because they're of the earth, it does kind of keep you here. Like even when I'm yeah. trying to shoot out, I'll tell people don't hold a crystal because it will kind of keep you here more. If you, if you, if you hold a crystal, 
um, I hold crystals when I'm reading and I use them as conduits to like run through um, whatever energy I'm feeling from the person. I run it through the crystal and run, clean it out. That's how I use it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, um, but I definitely believe music is just my really go-to like to push the energy. So being able to take the music with a bowl, crystal bowl, right? And then put it on someone's physically, it's definitely all of those senses to really probably help people who maybe get stuck in their mind, do you yes, think? Yes, exactly. Like, okay. Sweet. Exactly. But I will Love say it. this just to, you know, yeah. you were asking about the vibrational qualities right. of crystals. And really, just to put it simply, it's that on a molecular level, vib uh, crystals have, have one of the most purest, balanced um, molecular structures in all of nature, especially uh, a clear quartz crystal, because it's actually the the imperfections in the lattice that that create the different colors and, and the different properties. So just to talk about clear quartz for a minute, it's a very clear, um, pristine, balanced molecular structure. And and as beings, if if we work with the crystal either through meditation or it's or it's in our space or or for healing, it is our natural tendency for our bodies, our our minds, our our spirits to want to entrain to that harmonious, balanced molecular structure. So if we have an emotional disturbance or a mental disturbance, um, our our structures, you know, even like in the water in our bodies, get 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 a little thrown off. And by working with a crystal, we can entrain to that balanced, harmonious state. I just got like super relaxed just listening to. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else out there is feeling well, that. Well, there's a lot of science, Adela, and I love bringing the science in because yes, the science I, is part of our reality. You know, I said the chills. I'm telling you, that's what I that's what I connected with her because it's unique to find somebody who's so in tune to these things. And you can feel her energy. It has like, you feel like I'm floating, but there's a grounding to her that is of this world, which is, I don't know. I just think it's fascinating because you're able to lift out, but then you, cause you know, grounding has always been a lifelong lesson for me. People think I'm like, uh, uh, like I'm this person. Cause I, I talk a certain way and extra way that's been on purpose because in my youth, I've been floating off and people were like, hello, you know, Adela, you know, you're here on earth. And I was like, oh, earth. And I still have to do that. So <laughs> I feel like I meet these people who are earth people. I swear, I feel like they've come into my life to teach me because I've been so resistant to it. And then I finally learned, oh, I got to be up here. It's not that I wasn't sensitive and compassionate to people here. I've always been but the earth in general, like the planet has always been like, oh, I'm just going to float over it. And then I'll peace out everybody when I'm done. And the universe is like, no, 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 that's not going to fly. Like you need to be presently here. And so you're that dual thing, which is really interesting, which is why I find it interesting. Okay. Well, this is the a other great connection because you offer so much to me as well, Adela. There's these like extraordinary ethereal realms that you're, you so naturally tap into. And, and of course your, 
your ability to intuit is is just extraordinary. And so I, I love connecting with that and tapping into that as well and, and seeing how that can help me on my path. And, and you have helped so much in the past. So I'm super grateful. Oh, no, I appreciate that. But this is me talking to you guys about Jenny. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I don't like bring people who do this kind of work or even talk about people just kind of work very often. And there's a reason. And that's because they're in a cloud. And with Jenny, I've personally experienced she's not. Matter of fact, she's not so much that there's been times where I'm like, don't you want to float? She's like, listen, I have things I'm doing. I'm here. <laughs> I could just, she's definitely got the two, like as above, as below, as they say, like lift yourself into that realm, but keep your feet rooted. And the other thing I want to say is you mentioned um, clear courts and I literally took a, a picture that I'm going to use when I post this. Um, one of the promo pictures I'm going to use when I post this on Instagram. And of course I use my, um, I think, I, I hope I'm not speaking, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the clear courts. I'm looking it up to make sure, but it doesn't matter. Clear coat courts is my go-to. It's my hundred percent go-to. It's pretty much what I use on the daily. Hmm. Um, because, um, yeah, it is the picture I, I took before we talked. Um, and um, because it, it, it's exactly like I already have it set up and everything, but um, it's exactly the one I go to the most because of what she said. I don't know. Intuitively, I just feel like I can like push energy in and clean it off and transfer energy from one feeling to the next. And it's my favorite one. And it was cool to hear you. It's so kind of, interesting that I should mention it in that capacity. Yeah. And this is what yeah. you're using. I love that. I, right. I know. It's like it, I, I have a bunch. I have rose quartz and different things and um, amethyst and all of that. But my like daily that I have to clean off because I wear them out. I have two go-to wands. And it's very much like what she described. So it's cool to like intuitively go for something and then hear the explanation, like you said, the science and the, and the intuitive part is so cool. Okay. So I wanted to give everybody a little bit of a treat and have you play. And did you say you were going to play on the glass or on, I think you told me earlier, play a little bit for people. Yes. I have a handheld crystal bowl and crystal bowl. I just like how the, frequency carries through the computer speakers i i don't yeah. know if i mentioned to, this to you earlier adela but in order to um create our sound baths and and have them come through computer speakers in the best way possible we've been on a bit of a technological journey this past <laughs> year so and i know you have as well we were talking right. about this so these are amazing ways to connect um, but we've all had a, a lot of learning in, in order to figure out how to best convey uh, the energies. And I, of course, I'm talking about Sonic, the the energetic stuff, I feel like is always coming through. There's been, you know, so many studies about distance healing uh, for many years, and, and we know that that really does work. Um, but to get it sonically to sync up with that, it's been an interesting journey. But in any case, I have a glass bowl. That sounds really good right through the computer speaker. So I'm just going to play this for a few minutes. Cool. Yes, definitely. Please okay, do. This, by the way, this is a, um, it's a G bowl. And so it's associated, associated with the throat chakra. And it was given to me by 
um, Lisa Shwari Murphy, my teacher of the Spaha yoga technique. And so this has been my favorite bowl. I've had it for many years and I've used it in many sessions. So anyway, here's, here's the G bowl. Hey everybody. So there's the G bowl. Wow. So like, you know what it felt like? It felt, it felt like you definitely went up. You, you like did a little ease in and then shot up when it was like, like, like something's going up. Like I always say to people, put your feet into the earth and imagine your hands in the cosmos and let the energy go like up and down and up and down, like cleaning. And then ease, I ease people back out of it. That's what it felt like. It felt like we went in a little bit in and then it was like, zoom, 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 and then you just eased us out. Was that That's intentional? Cool. You know, I, I, <laughs> I try to, as I mentioned at the very beginning, just take myself out of it as much as possible. Right, right. So the, the, honestly, the less I, I think about it, and I think this is true about crystal bowl practice for many thousands of years. Of course, it started with the metal bowls. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll just, I'll just bring a metal bowl really quick. Right. Like metal bowl. So a very different sound. Right. And what's interesting with a bowl as a meditation technique, if you are playing the bowl, um, when you are in meditation and you're fully sort of one with the bowl, it actually starts to just play itself. And there'll be overtones and undertones that you didn't even know the bowl made. And it just starts making them. Then if you try to think about it, that's usually when you'll get a clip on the bowl, you know, it's like, you'll get, you'll hear like the edge a little bit, you know? Right. Right. Cause you're and trying. Yeah. I've heard that. A exactly. Few times. So it's sort of like <laughs> it's sort of taking yourself out of it and just being in as much of a meditative state and, and just fully present as possible. Yeah. No, I feel like you do that. I'm, I just, I'm just going to say I feel like there's something to the fact that you're very, you were very into music and you've used music and you're a musician and you're using these, there's something different about it. And you're connected to the earth. I feel like all these three things 
make a difference because I'm telling you guys, I've been to a few of these, as you might imagine in my world, it's pretty, you know, pretty, uh, pretty much a lot out there. And I, um, and I was like, really like, all right, let's see what this is about. I had just met her and I didn't feel like I had to run out of the room because other people, I didn't feel like tuned in. <laughs> and also I didn't mention you use another instrument. What's that instrument? I never remember what it's called. What's oh, the yeah, one the you theremin. use? Right. Explain the people theremin. what that is. Yeah, that's a really cool yeah. instrument. It's actually um, over a hundred years old. It's considered the first electronic instrument, and it's played by penetrating two electromagnetic fields. Essentially, there's two antennas. One is associated with pitch, the other with the volume, and you're literally playing it uh, seemingly in the air as you're just penetrating the fields that the antennas are creating and I don't play it traditionally. There's only a few people in the history of the world that have actually been able to play like classical orchestra pieces, et cetera, on them. Wow. Um, I use a, a pedal, uh, sort of a guitar pedal, I, I guess, and it amplifies uh, the the fields and the vibration. So, so basically, instead of me having to come up very close to the antennas, the fields get wider. So really, everything else and almost everyone else in the room is, is sort of affecting the electromagnetic, electromagnetic vibration of what's being emitted. And so I think it's a really cool sound healing instrument for that purpose. Mm -hmm. We haven't been using it in our um, Friday night sound baths just because of there's a lot of like wires and setups and, and it can be right. a little bit unpredictable sometimes when there's different things around it. But we've started a new series called Pleiadian Sound Healing, mm -hmm. where Seth has a synthesizer and I have a handheld bowl and the theremin and we're going to be producing more of those. Right. Um, can you explain people, um, this just kind of reminds me because people have, you know, I know that there that's like a popular thing, the whole idea of Palladian energy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, right. I know you know it's popular. Yeah, this is why I love Jenny, because she knows where I'm going. Because <laughs> I'm like, um, I should play, I should have her explain. Um, it's very popular. Actually, I'm gonna be doing a video on it because people have really asked me to do a video on people who say they're star seeds, children mm -hmm. that are aliens inside and whatever. Um, and you know, you know me, I'm very open to all, I love all this stuff, which is why, like when I was listening to you play it, I'm like, this is why I've had to learn to be grounded because in my twenties, I just would have been floating all over the place and floating yeah. off into a cult somewhere. So, um, <laughs> very true, very true. Um, so, um, but you know, I feel like you should explain it because there is a thing going around. If you haven't noticed, where people are kind of like, I'm talking to, you know, not that I can speak. I, I talk about talking to higher beings and I've had certain experiences, but I kind of believe it's all vibrational. I've, honestly, like when I hear you talk and the way you talk about things, crystals and the, and, and the bowls you use and the crystals you use and, and the music you use, it's all about vibration. And it's very much how I see that any type of that other dimensional or like you said, quantum world. Um, 
So when you're talking about that, like, because, because you know, you want to explain like what you're doing, like you said, what do you mean when you're talking about this Palladian energy? Kind of explain that to people. Okay. Yes. So, so two things. One is part of the reason we called this a series of sound healing, and and there's one on YouTube now, Pleiadian sound healing, is that, Mm -hmm. you know, most of what we're recording is, is here inside of our cabin. And when we first moved in, the woman who sold the house to us kept talking about this portal in the backyard. And then later on, a shaman had a ceremony here at the house and was talking about this sort of space portal. And we were like, why don't we set up everything on the back deck so that we are under the stars? You know, we don't even have the roof over our heads. It was in the summertime and that we would literally be outside with our instruments with, with sort of nothing blocking our, our channel and access to the cosmos. Right. So that's how we recorded the pleading sound healing. So part of the reason we called it that was just because we were out literally in the cosmos above this supposed, um, you know, portal in our backyard. Yeah. And to, to go further on that throughout our career, we, we played at a lot of festivals, particularly, um, out on the East coast. And, and originally, as I mentioned, this was more of the higher energy electro music and, and some pop music, uh, a little bit of sound healing too. It was also an experimental, all sort of mixed in. And when we would do these performances very often, people would say, oh, that totally sounds Pleiadian or, or some, some other sort of, um, you know, extraterrestrial race. And, and so we we would sort of joke about it. Like people would just, we'd finish a performance. Oh yeah. That totally tuned me into my Pleiadian roots. That was Pleiadian. So we just started saying, well, I guess there's something we're doing that's reminding people of their uh, vibrational ancestry or, or home, you know, right. really. And so, you know, f- my understanding is, is that the Pleiadian energy is even like pre-Atlantean and Lemurian and that, you know, it was coming uh, from this star system and that these types of, of beings were more on a, a light being level rather than sort of a, a physical person. And so right. uh, the idea of Pleiadian energy is that it is very ethereal. It is very um, connected to love and compassion for all beings. So, you know, the love by vibration being at the core of everything. And there's um, connections to art and, and music and, and things of beauty. And so it just seemed to make a lot of sense. And it actually really surprised us when we put this video up we started getting all of these comments from the Pleiadian community out there. And um, now there's hundreds and hundreds of comments about the music and, and also people discussing different Pleiadian concepts back and forth. So it's really created this whole community. And, you know, even if you don't want to think of it in terms of, okay, there were these light beings in outer space that we're descended from, even from an archetypical perspective of, okay, the Pleiadians brought more of the ethereal, um, you know, art realm into this reality. And the Octorians, if you will, are more of the physical reality and the DNA in our blood and, and, and these different things. So I think 
even from an archetypical standpoint, it's it's very interesting uh, vibration to tap into. Oh, we're talking this talk, are we? Well, I, well, I, well the, I, like, yeah, I, got, I got Jamie on the show so we could be real grounded. <laughs> no, I people are very interested. I think that there is just like anything in this world that me and you both exist in. There's a fine line of people who there's a problem where there has been a tip over of people going oh, I'm a star seed and I'm Palladian and therefore I have ignited this, all this wisdom and it becomes very hierarchy, very ego based. Mm, yeah, and I get that it's a, completely. It, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> um, and, and the thing is that it's I- like, have, Yes, humans will find anything to right, like, start egos right. into, right? Right. They're like, oh, here's about love and connection. It's like, let's make it about how special- I am. Mm -hmm. And therefore Mm -hmm. I can bring this to you. And it's not that I obviously, I believe in other beings. I've done videos on the, 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 the things I've seen telepathically experience and they're blue. They're what people call Octarian Octarians, but, Mm -hmm. um, um, but I don't really see them a hundred percent that way. Honestly, um, I've Mm -hmm. seen them like with a round bottom and like, I've seen them a little different, And I don't really feel like I'm just telling this to people. It's just me, you know, be careful when you're getting too caught up in names. It's not like no one really knows for sure. Just like I believe about spirits, you know, so they can change their imagery. And that's, what's important about the vibration to me. That's what we're talking about here. Because our human perception of things is very Right. right? Right, right, exactly. So I feel that what I feel people are connecting to is exactly what you said is home. And whenever I look at home where we all return to where we come from, it's this energy, like Mm -hmm. it's an energy, it's a vibration. And I always say to people that I go, it's a vibration. I don't know how to explain it's color. And the color is, we name it a color because that color is vibration, you know? Yeah. Right. Isn't that what you were kind of saying too about, color and vibration. Cause it's, I love that you say that. Cause I've been saying that it just came to me to say, to, to explain to people, well, we're naming it a color cause that's what we see and understand, but it's really a vibration. That well, you know, Seth and I have been talking about something uh, Stephen Halpern is a famous sound healer who's been around for mm-hmm. many years since like the eighties. And he right. sort of described if you had a keyboard that sort of extended way, way out, you know, it would start with the lower notes and it would go up to the higher notes. And eventually it would, they would become colors. You would be playing yes. color. So the higher yeah. it got up on the frequency, it, it would, you, you'd be playing at first sound on, on the lower side and then color on the highest. I love that so much because see, it validates things I've been shown, but not through a person. Mm-hmm. So it helps me to feel like, yeah, absolutely. Like the, um, the first time that came to me about healing was through color and like, here's mm-hmm. the different colors. And so I feel like what people are resonating is with you when you're doing that is it is the vibration, whether you're using the crystals and um, the crystal bowls, um, whether you're using actual crystals or your voice, um, your music, it's, it's the vibration and it's creating, like when you describe that people felt like you change the energy in the space. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, 
that's totally what it is. And I have a theory. I just want to know what you think, because I know you've done onstage performance in the traditional way as well. Um, but um, I always have a theory that when people get like so crazy over an artist on stage and they're singing or they're playing, and I always say to people, look, it's not the artist that you're getting obsessed with, but they're being like a conduit, like all of it is coming through them. And then there's, there's lights and then there's, there's, there's instruments and then there's their voice and the vibrations getting so crazy. You know, have you seen like people start crying and they don't know what's happening to them. Do you feel um, that you're a conduit in that kind of way, in both ways, the traditional way you've performed and also in your healing practices with the bowls and such? Yes. And I would, and I, I believe that the more that I embrace that, the more, you know, powerful it can be because, you know, we have this perception sometimes that, um, it's about virtuosity and not that I, you know, don't have some high talents in certain musical areas, but if it was all about virtuosity, then it would just be people who are virtuosic that are channeling this information, but it really doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. You know, it's a right. people, it's really about the uniqueness and, and, um, people's differences, you know, that's what's needing to be embraced because that's what we're really bringing to the experience, the, the performance, the healing experience. And so, yeah, I mean, it may sound cliche, but the more that we are embracing our own unique gifts and, and talents, and really we can relate this to the crystal world because it is the imperfections and the differences that, that create different properties and, and things that can be uh, energies that can be really useful for us on, on healing levels. And so, yeah, it really is about really stepping into you in the highest way possible or in the most fullest way possible. Um, I love everything about that, except for, I want you to explain virtuosity for all of us who aren't so (laughs) fancy. (laughs) No, I love, I love, I know what you're saying, but I just want you to explain it. I just want you to, you know, stretch it out a little bit. What do you mean by that? Right. So you could be someone who plays an instrument in like mm-hmm. the most talented way you've ever heard, or or there could be an opera singer that can hit like the highest pitches that anyone's ever hit in like perfect pitch for the most extended amount of time. Right. And then we call that a virtuosic talent. And some people are born with it and some people study very hard and, and eventually develop these tendencies. And so ch- what I'm trying to say is that channeling um, energy, uh, channeling information and, and healing energy is not necessarily connected to, um, being the best at something. That is awesome. I knew (laughs) I was going to get a good one. (laughs) I love, I'm like, right. You have to come to terms with this Adela and understand this. And also we're going to have our conditioned notions of well, oh, well, that person does that in the best way. So therefore, but it really isn't about that. That's not what channeling is about. And that's not what access to the divine and, and that kind of connection entails. Absolutely. Not that they can't work together. Not that you can't have an extreme talent at something and also be channeling information. That of course. Be, but they're not right. um, necessarily automatically connected. 
I always say to people like you can see an actor or you can see a performer or something and and all of a sudden you used to like them but you don't like them it's because you're you're not feeling something coming through them it's not just about them yeah. or you're not feeling an authenticity with their right. thinking or something like that right that's what I'm saying so I feel I feel like when people are like oh I'm really the best at this I'm the best at that but if if the person isn't feeling something coming through you people know even if they're not sure what they're sensing they yeah. know something isn't talking to them and you know that's why i was saying i feel like you just just my observation here not re- trying to read you or anything <laughs> but i feel like you've been on this journey of accepting this conduit part of you because maybe when you're doing it you just don't realize you're doing it and then you're like oh i guess that's what i'm doing you know which is the whole thing of the Palladian and the, and the Octarian and the idea of higher, I always call them like, I call them like experienced beings. So people don't get too confused about hierarchy instead of higher beings, you know, Um, which leads me to my next uh, question, which could be, you know, heading towards the end. What is your favorite? Cause you know, I already wrote this down. So, uh, so I love that it naturally led this way, but what is your favorite way? I have two questions to end with, because I think it'll be important. What is your favorite way to be a conduit? Like, I feel you are being a conduit. That's just me calling. I'm just saying Jenny's a conduit and we're just calling it. And, um, and, um, but what is your favorite way, um, for yourself? Because I feel like there's all these ways you're kind of pulling energy and, through you, but for you personally, what's the most enjoyable? Well, I do really love when uh, some kind of music, some kind of melody, and it could be lyrical, but it doesn't have to. I love when it just comes through and I'm not thinking about writing it. I've always sort of um, said to Seth, you know, the way we work is that I don't just sit down and, and write poetry, for example. I actually don't hear the melodies or the words unless I hear the music. Hmm. So that's sort of always how I've worked with Seth. And I love when he puts a piece of music on and it just automatically comes in. It's like I'm not trying to write a melody or write something to say on it, it's just there. And, and, and then I can really um, extend that over into other things, to almost anything else in reality when it just comes through and you're not struggling to try to create it or make it happen. I would say that's when I'm happiest. Yeah. So it's just kind of naturally coming through you. And yeah, you just hear it, you just hear it. And then it just, your voice just does it and it's just there. Yeah, that's and so I didn't awesome. write that. It's just, and that's the case with the Pleiadian sound healing. We were just out on the deck improvising. I didn't write that melody; just came in that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. I love musicians in general so much <laughs> that like I'm like always gonna be like obsessed with it. But I feel like there's a reason why I love music and musicians. Obviously, it's the vibration. Yeah. I feel like it's the thing that immediately plugs me into home. And that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Okay. So my other question is, um, you know, how did, I know you mentioned a little bit about, obviously you've mentioned quite a few times, nature is definitely a big part of your, of your life, of your living and everything. Um, But um, how does nature fit into like 
grounding you. And so, you know, you're doing so much work to kind of, you know, be this conduit and lift people and heal people. Um, if you're always doing that kind of work, um, do you need a break from that kind of energy? And is nature one of the ways that helps you get a break? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I walk in the forest for about an hour every day, just completely mm-hmm. in the middle of the forest where usually Seth is with me and my my little golden doodle pup Phoebe comes. Um, but right. usually we're just it, surrounded by trees and we very rarely see anybody. And so some of these trees are ancient. There are There are trees in this forest that are a thousand years old or older. Wow. And sometimes I walk to them and just you know, connect with that energy. So I definitely feel that's part of the reason I'm up here. Cause sometimes I do wonder, you know, I'm from the East coast. I moved out to LA and now the pandemic (laughs) starts and I'm in this random mountain town in in California. And I'm like, yeah, I get here. Right. I really feel it's the mountains. It's the nature. This has a very ancient history of native American culture, um, uh, we called them people of the pine. So a history of natives using, uh, nature and stones and plants in, in, uh, shamanic and medicinal ways. So mm-hmm. I feel there's, um, a powerful energy up here. And the reason they came here was the connection with nature. And it's a very unique environment. You're in a cloud forest, basically surrounded by desert. So, um, wow. I've never experienced this out on the East coast. It's a very different terrain. So it is. Yeah. I've been both, you know, I'm from here and I've been on the East coast and it's, it is very different. I feel like it's probably the, the desert feeling that is connected with the trees. It's almost like the same thing where we have in California, like you could be um, certain areas of Cal- of LA even, or Southern California, you could be like right in the trees and 10 minutes later by the beach. Yeah. Beach, you know, that, right. That dual kind of energy. It, and I do love that about, about the West coast and of being out here. And I do look forward to my next ocean trip. Cause it's been a minute for the ocean. I've always been very right. connected to that as well. I grew up near the ocean. So mm. um, yeah. 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 I, I yeah. think that, it really is speaking of grounding, it really does ground you and like everything that you're worried about when you're plugged into the computer or you're, you know, connecting with everyone online, you just go out mm-hmm. into nature and um, definitely that dissolves in, into uh, the beauty of the present moment. Can you give two things people can do who are like maybe living in like the middle of the city or they, you know, obviously during this pandemic, people are a little bit like nervous about, or may not even have access to something nature. Um, two things people can do, like even just in their own space to ground or, and even to, and another one to ground and one to maybe lift, uh, their vibration. Yeah. So to ground, I love houseplants. I have a lot of them and some of them have very beautiful energies. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you think of the practice of feng shui, there's a reason why people say have jade plants, for example, they have a beautiful energy. Um, It's very grounding. And I think um, having different plants in your environment and a lot, some of them don't need very much water or sunlight either. So if you're not good with those things, you just find the type of plant 
that that is best for you. And I feel like having them in your space is very helpful, very grounding and they're beautiful and they're alive, you know, they're growing. Right. Right. So there's that. And I'd say, you know, in the city, if you if you can open a window where you can look up at the stars anywhere from your apart, if you're in an apartment, if there's any window that allows you to just look up at the moon or stars, and you know even like you see uh, the full moonlight is is somehow available to you through one of your windows, just putting your crystals in your in your windowsill to charge them. Um, I just feel whenever possible having some kind, or even just walking outside and looking up at the cosmos and just feeling that connection. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've actually myself, um, you know, I'm really connected to the sun more than the moon. Uh, People know this about me that I don't Mm -hmm. really feel a lot from the moon for some reason. I just don't. I do a little bit. I know. I'm sorry. But I just, I mean, I'm being honest and everyone knows this already if I've talked about it, but I have a huge connection to the sun. Um, I mean, I mean, astrologers could say it's because I'm a Leo, but I have a Pisces. Um, my moon is in Pisces, um, but um, which is no surprising because Pisces are very sensitive and intuitive and things like that. But um, but I'm very I, I kind of feed off the sun. So I tend to I have a little, um, you know, balcony that I can sit out and I need to do it in the day in the sun. Like I feel like if I don't get that sun. Um, yeah, I it definitely charges me. So if you're oh, someone like so me, perfect. you can so do the perfect. same thing, right? If you're like a sun person like me, where it just kind of fills you up, you can do the same thing Jenny's talked about. And I just wanted to say real quick. Bring it back to science for a minute. Yeah. We all need vitamin D. And honestly, the best way to get it is not through a vitamin pill. It's to be out in the sun and, and, you know, not to stand out there and get burnt or anything, but 20 minutes out in just pure sunlight, just letting it be on your bare skin is actually going to provide you with a lot of what your body needs. Yeah, absolutely. And just like you, water, beach and water in general is definitely a thing. But yeah, so I feel like I feel like those are good um, reminders, especially now when people are feeling very limited um, in our in our world today. And I just was going to say, I think that it's just a side note. uh, What I've noticed is that when Jenny was talking about plants, I've noticed like I've seen people around, um, you know, LA and where I live, um, people are putting plants a lot on their balcony on Mm. their, like, I, I mean, like it went up, it went like, it was like zero. I'm not even kidding. Like maybe like somewhat like level, like level high where I was like, wow, people are really needing this. Like they are like a lot. I'm not talking about a couple. I've seen people's like their own balconies covered in plants. And I'm like, it's pretty clear why they're doing it. It's make it's yeah. helping them. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's really cool. Thank you so much for coming on Jenny so much. I appreciate it. This was awesome. We'll have to have her back on to talk about Palladians and Arcturians. <laughs> <laughs> um, believe me, I'm going to get a lot of like, please, please do, please do. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, um, can you let people know where to follow you and your work? And I know you met, mentioned stuff because I know there's a, you guys work together and can you just like shout out to everybody where they can find you and what you're doing? 
Yeah, so Dynasty Electric is myself and my partner, Seth. And lately, it's been my little golden doodle dog, Phoebe, as well. She seems to be (laughs) at most of the sound baths. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we host a a live stream every Friday night on YouTube. And it's Dynasty Electric. So Dynasty, E-L-E-C-T-R-I-K. There's a K at the end. And our website is dynastyelectric.com and our Instagram as well. Um, But definitely you can tune into the live stream. It's donation based. uh, So feel free to donate or to just come if that's where you're at. And um, it's usually connected to some kind of astrological event. We do them for full moons and new moons. But also I, I usually talk about the astrology of the moment as it pertains to us as a collective. Awesome. Thank you. And you guys, I oh, yeah, will... Spotify and you, I forgot Spotify and right. Apple Music. I always forget to mention this, but there's tons of music on those platforms again, under dynasty electric and there's sound baths, meditation tools, but also uh, just music as well. Yeah. You will find some of her other music, which I've posted at times in, in the past. Um, so check her out. I will definitely at her when I post this on Instagram And I'll even put it in the description of where you can find her. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, Thank. I wanted to say to everybody, of course, this is not like an accident. I don't have the same. um, I'm doing a class on Saturday. It's not going to be in the guise of like, it's actually perfect. It's perfect of what me and Jenny have talked about because I've always used crystals intuitively. So I'm doing a class this Saturday um, online, of course, um, of how to use energy with crystals. You can get all that on my Instagram and my website. Remember, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to your inner voice, and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for stepping into the narrow room. You can find me on Instagram at Adela Levine and on YouTube at Adela Levine, where I post weekly videos to help you with tools on all types of things in spirituality. And you can also find me on Amazon, my book, Peering Into the Narrow Room. And remember, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to the inner voice, and I'll see you soon.